We're back once again, and I hope you are too. It's another glorious day. It's another day when we've got the world out there. Everything is ahead of us, and we've got, I think, an amazing show today. I know I'm a bit biased, but it's a pretty good show. So put on the brakes, grab a cup of coffee, and join the conversation because it is time for Coffee Breaks with Steve. Wow. Good morning, everybody. It is Saturday, October 15th, 2022. We're midway through the month of October. Did I say October 15th? Okay. Um, we are midway through the month of October, which means we are definitely well into autumn. And we are snowballing toward the holiday season. I mean, it's it's really not that far away. So I, I'm starting I'm starting to get both excited and nervous about it um, just because of everything that starts to happen during that season, right? It just starts to really take off. So I'm glad you're here this morning. Um, if you are joining us live, make sure that you say hi in the chat and participate in the chat today. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but I want to say hello to Jerry Thompson, Jason Wheelock, Rick Venturi, Carissa Wheelock is here, Alan McCormick, Georgie Dwyer, Kathy Garlick, Kim Baker, good meowing and happy Catterday. Yes, I've missed you. We've missed you too, Kim. It's good to see you here. Good to see all of you here. I know some of you are have uh, are rejoining us after maybe a few weeks away doing other things. That's absolutely fine. Just glad you are here today. Hi, Dustin. Uh, it's it's you know we're in this season where it's almost like and depending on where you live, it's like autumn is here, but we're still getting that bit of summer and yet leaves are turning and things are starting to really feel at times like it's much cooler in the mornings and later at night, etc. We are, by the way, the reason my background looks different than usual, we are in Redding, California this week. Uh, Carol and I are down in Redding visiting family as we do occasionally and uh, we've been here before. I don't know, uh, Nicholas is out doing some running around, my grandson Nicholas oftentimes when we are in Redding Nicholas gets to come on at the end of the show and say a few words. Not sure if that's going to happen today. I just have to wait and see where they are and what they are doing. They were trying to give me this. I'm in a hotel room, sitting in a hotel room in Reading. So, and and the other part of that is that Wi-Fi is a bit spotty uh, in hotel rooms, as you may know. So, or I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we uh, hold it all together today, but I I don't get stressed out about that anyway. So yeah, it's um, it's it's good to have you all here. I'm going to get to our show in just a, a couple of minutes and our topic and our guest, but I want to share a few special days that are coming up this week and uh, and see if we can relate to any of these. First of all, today. October 15th is something called White Cane Safety Day. If you think about it, white canes are instruments that are often used by the visually impaired to both find their way and to also identify them to others. And this is actually an official day that was uh, passed by, by Congress as a day to 
recognize, to acknowledge, and to find ways to be more accommodating and provide more benefits to those who are visually impaired. It was actually passed by Congress way back in 1964 and signed as a proclamation by President Lyndon Johnson. And, and each year subsequently, there has been a proclamation made. So it is, even though it's not listed as a national day, it is one of those days that has gotten congressional and, and presidential support. October 16th, Sunday, is Dictionary Day. Uh, it's a day you can define words. I, you know, we used to always walk around with, we had a dictionary in our home that we actually pulled off the shelf. Now you just go online, you Google words, and it may pull up the Merriam-Webster website, but we don't usually think about looking up dictionaries. Here's one for you. I'll get back to this in a couple of minutes. Look up the word blatherskite. Don't leave the show, but if you can cross-reference somewhere, look up the word blatherskite. I'll come back to that. October 17th, Monday, is Boss's Day. That's a day that's been around for a while now. It's actually not always on the 17th, but it is on the weekday that is closest to October 16th. So that makes it this coming Monday. And it's the day that we're supposed to acknowledge our supervisors, our managers, those who are in the workplace, our boss. I'm retired, so Carol is my boss, so I'll celebrate with her on Monday. Um, if... Um, Let's see, what else? Oh, that's the only one on Monday. Tuesday, we got a couple of, of days. Tuesday is no beard day. Apparently, that's a day that's set aside. You're supposed to shave off the beard. I've got one kind of going right now. Not going to happen. I decided I'm going to let it live here for a while on my face. So supposedly on no beard day, you don't have a choice. You shave the beard. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case for a lot of guys. So, But that is the day, um, Tuesday the 18th. It is also National Meatloaf Appreciation Day. I, I'm actually a meatloaf fan. Meatloaf to me, if it's, and there are different recipes for meatloaf, but I like a good meatloaf. It's one of those comfort food types of things. So I like good meatloaf. Do you have a special meatloaf recipe in your family or in your home that you like to make and it goes over well with, uh, with your family? And if so, what uh, do you want to share anything about your meatloaf recipe? What do you do to make it special? I like now. I also don't know. National Meatloaf Appreciation Day is that a day that you tell your meatloaf how much you appreciate it? You take your meatloaf for a walk. I don't know what you do other than for me, just eat meatloaf, a good meatloaf. That would be it. The 19th, Wednesday, is Evaluate Your Life Day. It's the day you're supposed to take a step back and just look at your life. And, and I don't know, you know, for some people that mean you're re-examining your midlife crisis I, you know where are you and your goals and kind of like what we talked about last week with vera packard on you talking about life goals and and uh, life coaching and that type of thing but evaluate your life day apparently wednesday october 19th is the day to do that and then um 20th thursday is international chef's day this is a day where around the world we acknowledge those who are chefs in restaurants, in hotels, in those Michelin-starred establishments around the world, and even in some of the diners down the street that we acknowledge and appreciate the chefs. They're often working in the background. We don't always see the chef. We see the servers who come out and bring us the food, take the order and bring us the food. But, uh, you know, there's that old, that old saying, give my compliments to the chef. Well, on Thursday the 20th, it's the day that we should make sure that we are doing that. And uh, just looking to see who else is. Ah, Jim Mockford, midlife crisis. <laughs> Time for meatloaf. That's good, Jim. Welcome. Um, Friday is National Pumpkin Pie Day. Kind of like the meatloaf. Do you have a 
home or family pumpkin pie recipe. This is the time of year a lot of people are making the pumpkin pie, right? Pumpkins are all out there. And, and some people like to go with just canned pumpkin for their pies. Other people like to go with the fresh pumpkin. What's your preference? What's your recipe? How do you serve it? And that's something that tends to kind of continue on through the entire holiday season, right? We do pumpkin pie at Thanksgiving. Some people continue to do pumpkin. You can get pumpkin pie year round. But uh, Friday, the 21st, is National Pumpkin Pie Day. There's another one of those. National is kind of a relative term here. There was no uh, declaration by Congress or the president to make it a national day. It's just it's a good day to be remembering that pumpkin pie is good. And then also Friday is Babbling Day. Babbling Day is a day that we are supposed to, I guess, just babble on. Listen, you tune in here, you know that I have no problem babbling. Uh, but uh, th that's where I was asking you to look up the word blatherskite. Blatherskite, according to the dictionary, a blatherskite is someone who babbles. So that's where that definition came in. Yeah. Also want to uh, acknowledge a birthday this week. I had one birthday on my calendar, and that one is tomorrow. And it's Casey Fowler, Casey Girl Fowler. Uh, if you know, you know why I had to designate that or specify that. But happy birthday to Casey. We got to celebrate a little bit with her recently, but want to wish her a happy birthday. All right. Um, Kathy Garlic is here. Good morning, Kathy. Did I miss anybody else I did not say hi to? If you were here and I have not said hello to you, make sure that you say something in the comments. Uh, once again, going to mention we are on the road this weekend. We are in Redding, California. I'm sitting in a hotel room with Wi-Fi, hotel-level Wi-Fi, which means the bars keep going up and down. So if there are glitches or if we drop out entirely, which is not impossible, um, that's that's why. So we'll try to try to hold it together. Bear with us. Um, Want to tell you a little bit about our topic and our guest. I, I I don't know how many of you first how many of you spend time on YouTube. I'm I don't think I'm a YouTube fanatic, but I like to go on YouTube and look for interesting things. And one of the things that I have done in in recent times is I like to, because I come from a background with of music and performance and that type of thing, I mean, I'm not in any way a professional performer, but I like music. I've been involved in, in theater and music through school times and, and somewhat beyond. And I like to watch reaction videos. And if you're at all familiar with what that means, you know that there are a number of people out there, professional musicians and voice coaches and otherwise, who will put up a music video of a famous performer or performers, and then they will react to those. They will stop along the way and make comments about the how they're presenting, their voice quality. And it's really, it's kind of cool for someone like me who comes from a choral music background, vocal music background, to listen to professional musicians and voice coaches talk about and really kind of almost give master classes through their YouTube videos about what they recognize in these singers or these singing groups. And sometimes they'll do very current videos and sometimes, which is really kind of fun to watch, they'll go back and watch something from a number of years past. Maybe they'll look at something by Aretha Franklin or Frank Sinatra or something and talk about it. And for some of these people uh, who are on there because they're relatively young, these reactors, that sometimes they're really hearing some of these musicians that I grew up with for the first time. And it's very interesting to hear them react to all of those. So I want to tell you a little bit about my guest today. I recently had an opportunity to visit with uh, a young lady named Beth, 
who goes online on her YouTube channel is called Beth Roars. And uh, not sharing her last name because she prefers to keep her private life and her public life on YouTube separate. But Beth, uh, we, we pre-recorded this conversation because Beth lives in Scotland. And between the time difference, eight hour time difference and just scheduling differences, et cetera, uh, this was the best way to do it. But I'll tell you a little bit about Beth. She's a vocal coach, singer, musician, and YouTuber, gaining over 640,000 subscribers on her YouTube channels. Beth has two actual YouTube channels, Beth Roars and Roar, that look at learning from different angles using uh, Beth's work as a vocal coach and singer to inform the content. She explores why many of our favorite singers are so wonderful and inter can introduce us as well to new artists. I've met some artists that maybe I'd heard of or maybe I hadn't. And watching some of these reaction videos, it's kind of cool to kind of get an aha moment. Um, the, so Beth Roars is her reaction video site, and she also shares some of her own covers uh, singing. And then Roar explores learning in a, in a wider form. Beth tries out new skills and challenges from crafting to bungee jumping to see what can be learned from trying something new. So I, I want to uh, introduce you to Beth and we're going to go ahead. You're going to continue to be able to make comments. In fact, I'll be able to continue to watch the comments as our recorded conversation is playing. So it's not going to cut you out of anything. So now would you please uh, just join me in welcoming Beth? Well, here we are. I just want to thank Beth. Thank you for being here and for joining uh, me and joining mm -hmm. the uh, audience today. And as it's morning here, even at the point that we're making this recording, it's morning here where I am on the West Coast of the United States. It's, it's afternoon going into evening where you are. So I thank you for taking the time. Now you're in Scotland. Yes, yes. Wow. That's uh, it's one of my favorite countries. I, I visited Scotland only, I think, only once and only yeah. got to see some of the key tourist areas. So Glasgow, uh, Edinburgh, Stirling. Yeah. And uh, my wife was actually just there oh, a nice. couple of weeks ago. And I definitely want to go back and visit your beautiful mm. country. I mean, I'm definitely an east coast of Scotland woman I uh that's where I'm from so like I'm I'm from Perthshire which is the east coast north of Edinburgh and um I don't know it's so beautiful around here I have been living down in London before so it was uh nice to come back up and be around nature and trees and it's lovely because it's um autumn here now the same as yes well listen you are quite a presence on YouTube. You, you're on other social media channels as well. We'll talk about that today. But I just looking at your site and I've been following your site and watching your videos. And my hope is that we get some other people finding you who have not yet. But 640,000 followers on your main YouTube channel mm. and growing. I mean, there's going to come a point, Beth, where it's going to hit a million. We know that. You've got tons of videos out there. You've been doing this for like five and a half years. You have over 113 million views on your videos. And to me, that's just extraordinary. As you got started with this, was that ever on your mind? Was that, I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to grow this to hundreds of thousands of, of people. No, And it's kind of weird because you, you say these numbers and it's kind of hard to comprehend what that means. Um, yeah. So I still like right now, I'm like, 
it, you know, it seems like a number. If you say like 113 million views and then you think about how many people that is, it's really like your brain can't. It's like, what? Right. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, I'm just in my studio here doing my little videos. Uh, so it never really feels like that. But um, when I first started, absolutely not. It, it wasn't, uh, that wasn't the aim at all. I was actually, I just finished a, another job and I was had a bit of spare time and I was hoping to get a few more um, like vocal coach clients and I did and then a kind of a week later one of the videos went viral and I was like oh I better <laughs> uh, I better try and make these actually uh, you know good I had like no camera I had my iPhone I didn't have any lighting it was terrible <laughs> it's absolutely terrible yeah I think that's how a lot of us end up getting started with doing these kinds of things. Mm. It starts off very basic and organic. And so you kind of mentioned how and why, and I just wanted to follow up on that. It's not just you're just somebody who decided to start doing reaction videos and, and covers. You are a professional vocal teacher and instructor, and you're a vocalist yourself. And some mm. of your videos are your own covers of songs, which, by mm. the way, are, are fantastic as well. But who are your musical influences? I, this is a question that I never know how to answer because I feel like there are, my taste is very, very diverse and um, there is influences from all genres and all places. But at the end of the day, when I try to sing myself, I kind of try to throw that out the window and not be like anyone else and just think about, the emotion of the piece or what I want to put across so if I was actually doing a cover I, I would try to not think about that and try to not take too much from other people um yeah so th that's a really roundabout way of saying I don't know I don't know who my influences <laughs> are <laughs> yeah and I think that's fair and I think that comes across very clearly in your in your videos, both in terms of the covers and in terms of the reaction videos. And it brings up another question, which I know can be kind of an unfair one, but do you have, in terms of doing reaction videos, are there any artists that you just really love to go back and, and repeat and do I, over again because they really stand out for you? There was some classic ones early on that went really big as videos, but because they're outstanding vocalists as well. Um, one of the, people is Dimash who is oh, this absolutely ridiculous yeah um and every time you hear him what I love about him is actually he's got better throughout time and I didn't think he could to begin with and then I was right. like no that he has improved wow um so yeah. he's and people um like Tatiana from Ginger um yeah. again it's just really surprising and she has a great I love her clean vocals as well as her her distortions. So those those big artists who are kind of shocking, um, yeah. but I I also I just like being surprised and I like listening to music that I wouldn't know otherwise. This is one of the amazing things about this channel is I'm always getting suggestions from across the world, and I wouldn't be listening to you know Mexican singers or anything I you know it's not in my kind of cultural references so it's nice to hear to yeah. hear something different for me and and you talked about kind of that um 
the shock factor with some singers. Mm. Are there any others that have really surprised you that you didn't know either because maybe they were from a different era, you'd heard a name, but hadn't really listened to a song and you were surprised in some fashion or some that just really caught, I know. And, and, and this is a little bit leading because one of the things mm. I love about the reaction videos is that we get to see if we go and look at those, we get to see some of those, that surprise. I mean, it's part of yeah. reaction, but are there others besides, you know, Dimash and, and, and some of the others who maybe just, you weren't quite expecting what you got? Yeah, I, I think that happens fairly often. Um, I actually listened to, um, you know, I'm thinking of a recent one, but one that I've just put out the other day was a reaction to a guy called Chakra Khan, who is um, an Indonesian singer and he does Tennessee Whiskey, a cover of that. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know about this because I'm so used to the Chris Stapleton version. And by yeah. the end, I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um I wanted to talk a minute about the fact that you do voice lessons and I'm just kind of curious about how that works when, you know, you're in Scotland, you're reaching an audience with your channels and with your videos that is worldwide. How do you, what is your approach to doing voice lessons? Is that just, I can only take on voice lessons from people who are in the UK or I can, how do you approach that? No. Well, at the moment I am completely booked out, yeah, <laughs> but, I'm not surprised. Um, but it's um, all mostly over Zoom, which is very, very helpful for me. Um, it was actually great when, not for everyone else, but when the pandemic happened, I was very um, lucky to be able to understand how to put together lessons on Zoom. Um, whereas a lot of my friends who are also voice teachers were like, ah, Beth, help, I don't know what to do. And I'd be doing that for, you know, a couple of years previously. Right. So, yeah, I, I have students all across the world, which is wonderful. And once again, kind of just for the sake of the audience, you are, are you classically trained? What is your training and background and how does that affect the kinds of how you approach both your, well, I guess three different things, you know, what is your background in training? How does that affect how you react and what you react mm -hmm. to um, what you like to cover and how you approach training and, and teaching when you are doing voice lessons. So I have a bit of a weird vocal route. I started um, doing a lot of Scottish folk and I I did up to my grade eight classical singing exam, but it wasn't, you know, opera classical. It was definitely more towards the folk side of things. Um, and then I trained in musical theater um, and I learned kind of more, you know, you have to be really diverse with musical theatre and be able to sing lots of different styles. But I got to the end of, I'd been working in musical theatre for a while and I wanted to do some of my own songwriting at that point. And I realised that actually everything I was doing sounded almost too clean. So at that point, wow. I then went to an R&B teacher who is a fantastic friend of mine, a great vocal coach, and um, completely wanted to learn how to do like riffs and runs. So I've had a little bit of everything. And I think that's just me. I like to have... I like to learn about all the different techniques and be able to apply them. And I think it's really important for teaching because everyone's different, not mm -hmm. one style. You know, there's maybe like a few people that one style works for them, but generally like different teaching techniques um, from different genres um, 
everyone needs a bit of a mix of that. They don't need like yeah. something very, no one fits in that box, you know? Right. Yes. You have a, a, a second YouTube channel mm. that's just called Roar. Yes. And, <laughs> and I remember running across that. At first, I kind of saw that it was there, but I was more just kind of caught up in, in and catching up on a lot of your reaction videos and covers. And then I mm. checked out Roar. And Roar is an entirely different thing yeah. that you do. It's a lot of kind of um, trying out new things in life, challenging yourself on things. And I don't know if you just want to take a couple of minutes to talk about that, how that got going and, and what you like to do on Roar. Well, the idea for that was I wanted to see what it meant to learn things um, because teaching singing isn't just about teaching singing it's about helping people learn and could I learn to learn uh, uh -huh. in a that was the kind of initial idea so um it has been me throwing myself into the deep end on various challenges things that I do not always feel comfortable doing um you know you I'm doing quite a lot of physical challenges, which, uh, by the way, I was the kid who was always picked last in the, oh. <laughs> yeah, in the school, school football team or whatever. Um, so those things for me were like really scary, but um, it's given me such a deeper understanding of what people go through when they come into a lesson with me when they're mm. really uncomfortable. That's, I think, one of the the biggest learning curves for me because with singing you know I've gained a level of feeling generally comfortable enough at most yeah. points uh so it's easy to forget what it feels like to be like oh I don't know how to do this at all and I think as well it's it it's a great way of putting yourself not just from the standpoint of your own reminder to yourself and understanding of what mm -hmm. people go through but I think it's a great message to the people who tune in to your channels because they see you expressing yourself when you're doing reaction videos, when you're doing your own musical covers, vocal covers. There is a, a, that sense of, of confidence and, and expertise. And when they see you on Roar <laughs> going out there and, you know, survival techniques in the middle yeah. of the wilderness or learning to sword fight or you know i mean some of these things are very physically demanding but they also put you in a place where people are seeing that you have to challenge yourself and you have to put yourself in a place mm -hmm. of a bit of of trust and vulnerability to other people yeah. it's a great message to the to the others who are going to tune in whether they're working with you as students for your vocal training or just watching you uh, on your other channels so i appreciate that you do that as well yeah, I think that's really important. And I am always asking people to be kind of vulnerable in my presence. And learning is a really vulnerable thing to do. Uh, so I thought, you know, it was about time that I actually did that as well. And I think it's particularly good. I, I think for my younger students, they always say like, oh, I saw you do this video. And um, I think a lot of them it has been good for them to be like, oh, well, it doesn't really matter if I make mistakes in lessons and stuff like that. They're a little bit more open to that because they've seen me be really stupid on a video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and that's part of it. I think it humanizes, right? It just says, yeah. look, I'm, I'm a person just like you. I may look like I know what I'm doing in this particular setting, but I, have, I go through life too. Yeah. 
what is your suggestion to someone out there who may be going, gosh, you know, you started this, you've gone through this process now for over five years, you've learned a lot along the way, and there are a lot of people out there now, a lot of people, and there's a real mix, Beth, I mean, you know this, there are people out there doing a variety of things on YouTube, mm -hmm. presenting themselves as professionals, and some of them do quite well, mm -hmm. as you do, and there are others who just really, I think, don't understand. And as you said, you started very small and you kind of figured it out as you went. What advice would you give to somebody who is trying to figure out how to get started with something like that? What are the key things that, that somebody needs to know at the outset if they yeah. want to try to grow that kind of a, of a process, that kind of a business or just that kind of a presence? I think consistency is one of the most important things from an algorithm point of view, as well as just a learning point of view but if you are consistent then YouTube tends to push you a little bit further but also just being as authentic as you can be I think I think people often go on there and they feel like they have to be especially if they're doing reaction videos like they have to be a reactor uh, yeah. and actually just people just want to see your genuine response <laughs> I, I think that's that's spot on what's next for Beth Roars and I don't mean what you know, who are you reacting to next? I want people to go to your channel to, to see that, but just, do you have any kind of vision or goals for your future? Where would you want to, what would you want to do next? That would be big time. Um, I do have some, but they're kind of secret right now. Oh. So you so have to hang to follow. In you just need to follow and you'll find out at the start of next year. <laughs> Good. Oh, that's a great tease. And with that, let me just ask you this. And, and I'm going to, there'll be, there'll be a slide up that will show this. It'll be on uh, the Coffee Breaks with Steve site as well. But where can people follow you? Um, what is it? A YouTube, uh, YouTube <laughs> slash C slash Beth Roars. Um, but Beth Roars on all the social medias. So yeah. just search me and you'll find it. <laughs> and, and you have a Patreon site as mm -hmm. well. Can we talk for just a minute about Patreon, yeah. what that is and why it's important that people consider participating in mm -hmm. that way too? Well, um, Patreon has been a massive, massive help for me. It's literally allowed me to be able to especially move towards doing things like my new channel. Um, and for me, I know everyone has um, their own way of using the finances that come through there, but that covers a lot of my expenses. So that's covering like editors and equipment and all the things that you actually need to put a YouTube channel together. Um, and it has been amazing to have people who have been so willing and to support me. And also we have lots of fun um, kind of monthly listening parties and things like that, which is really good fun. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing about Patreon is, is not only does it provide support for you as an artist mm. and as someone who has a presence to continue to do that, but there are benefits to the people who sign up and support yeah. you on Patreon to be part of a, a more exclusive um interaction at times and so that's yeah. cool too and i've got to get to know people um who support me in general on my youtube channel and i wouldn't necessarily get to know them as well otherwise so you know it's really nice to have that that kind of personal connection because as i say often you see you know i'm here by myself and i can see these numbers but it's hard to relate it to a person and that's really nice to get that for me as well i understand that well, Beth Roars, 
fantastic channel. I'm going to be encouraging and continuing to encourage people to tune in and, and watch your videos and appreciate what you do, but also just enjoy the entertainment of those. And I want to thank you very much for uh, joining us today. It is an absolute pleasure to speak with you um, and, and really looking forward to seeing what's coming in the near term, but also after the first of the year. Yeah. Right. Exciting. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. Yeah. All right. Well, as you can, I think as you can tell, um, Beth is an absolutely charming and amazing person, extremely talented. And if you got an idea from that conversation about how personable she is, you really, if you have not yet gone to her YouTube page and seeing what is there, um, as well as her other sites. And I am putting the slide up now so that you can get an idea about uh, what is uh, available. And I'm going to, let me just drop these out of here for a minute, at least drop that one that's partially covering up. I'm going to post these right now. These are not linkable. If you're looking at this right now, you can, you can see how many different places, how much presence Beth has but I'm going to post on the Coffee Break site and on my own Facebook site. I will actually post the links to all of those so you can get to her primary YouTube page, the Beth Roars page. You can get to her secondary Roar page and look at some of the challenges, bungee jumping and sword fighting and a variety of other things she does. She has a Twitter site and all of them. It's pretty other than her Roar page. They're pretty straightforward. You can go to the site and then it's just put in Beth Roars and you're going to find her. But on uh, Twitter, her own website, Facebook, Instagram, and that Patreon site. Patreon is a place where artists can actually have subscribers join in and pay a variety of costs. And it's fair that you can get in, I think, for as low as a dollar a month to support. And that helps these artists on YouTube and other places to continue to support what they are doing, as Beth said. But it also gives you access sometimes as, as a special subscriber to inside information and, and some other benefits. So uh, pay attention to that. Make sure that you uh, that you do get out there. If you have not watched her reaction videos, please do yourself a favor and, and watch those. But uh, we're going to continue to keep in touch with Beth. We'll see what she has coming. want to share a few other things that are coming up in the next couple of weeks so I can let you get on with your Saturday. But uh, we've got another really special show next week. Uh, we have uh, a, a, another professional, a professional uh, actor, actress who has been on stage, television, and movies. You may recognize her. You can go to IMDb. If you're not sure if you recognize Chrissy Whitehead, go to imdb.com and put in her name. Notice the spelling. It's not the typical spelling of Chrissy. But um, she has been on Broadway. She has been on television shows that you're familiar with. She has done some movies. And um, she's going to be joining next Saturday. And it's another fantastic conversation. We also recorded that conversation ahead of time because of her schedule and, and time differences again. But you're not going to want to miss that. I can absolutely guarantee you it is absolutely fascinating. And then on the 29th, two weeks out, have a conversation with another professional artist, John Weller, who is a, a um, first violinist with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra as well as a sailboat enthusiast. He has a sailboat that I believe he lives on the boat. And we're going to just have a conversation with John about his life and what it was like growing up playing the violin 
being really considered a violin prodigy from a very, very young age. Sorry, I need another sip of this. But I think you're going to, uh, I think you're going to find all of that very fascinating. It's just been kind of fun over the last several weeks that we've been able to line up people to be on Coffee Breaks with Steve who are coming with all of this expertise and I really appreciate their willingness to join. So having said all of that, um, do I have anything else I want to tell you? I think not. I think we're ready to get on. Now make sure you do look at the Coffee Breaks with Steve Roundtable. There's follow-up information, some follow-up conversations that take place there. And uh, it's also on Facebook. You can access that if you're already a member of Coffee Breaks with Steve Roundtable. Make sure that you're going out there. You can answer questions and follow-ups that are put there. You can post your own, as some of you do. So please uh, take advantage of that. And uh, I was trying to think if there was anything else I need to tell you. Uh, Nicholas is out running around someplace uh, with Carol, so we're not going to be able to say hi to him. Sorry about that. I know you probably were tuning in just for that, if nothing else. But I will let him know that we had a good show. I want to thank you again for being here. I want to thank you for being a part of Coffee Breaks with Steve, the family, the, the gathering, the conversation that takes place. We all have a voice uh, we can all, by the way, I was going to tell you, I knew there was one more thing I was going to tell you, and that was I didn't get it into the recording, but I asked Beth, where did Roar come from? Beth Roars and Roar, that, that brand. And she said it started with a choir that she used to run, that she used to direct, that was called Roar. And the idea was to sing without inhibition, to roar like a lion. And that's another thing I think comes across in her personality is that it's just, there's, she's not inhibited. She's just out there. We all have an opportunity to do that in our own way. So find your roar this week and please find a way to make a difference in your world this week. God bless you. Have a great week.